Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Saturday Manager, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to the Saturday Manager with me, Jim Kenny, manager of Red Velvet Reserves. Can't believe another week's gone uh, where you can hear my dulcet tones on a podcast, but um, I hope you all had a fantastic week. Um, everyone who played grassroots level, um, hope you uh, enjoyed yourselves, had a good time and got the results that you wanted. On to... Us last week, we was in the cup, Red Velvet Reserves in the cup um, against Bexley Heath Lions. Um, I said last week that I had a little look at their squad and I recognised some of their players. Um, And sure enough, um, this team was basically the old Golden Lion who I used to have good battles with a few seasons ago. Um, Obviously, uh, a lot of them... uh, grown up a little bit and uh, like myself put on a bit of timber but um, it was nice to see some uh, old faces who used to go to war with Um, glad to see some of them are still playing as well Um, to the game well I say another week's gone but we played Farnborough two weeks ago and we had 11 men this week on the Thursday, we had a squad of 16 picked. Um, soon went down to 14 um, due to um, illness and work commitments, which is fine. Um, genuine reasons. Um, so I was happy with 14. 14 is probably my favourite number to take on a Saturday. I did. I put it out there on Twitter this week, um, just seeing if... Uh, how people tried to pick their teams and what numbers, what people liked and stuff. But, um, but to be fair, about fourteen, fifteen was uh, was probably the favoured sort of number. And I was quite happy with the fourteen. It was a strong fourteen as well. Um, just to wake up Saturday morning with messages uh, saying that, that people couldn't play um, again. Um, all genuine reasons. Um, one one lad's woken up with high temperature, sore throat. I know it was a long time ago since all COVID started, but it's still about. Um, he didn't want to come into a changing room and then hear other people was, was ill. Um, very good player, could have done with him. But we had a conversation and we both, there's no point trying trying to make someone play. Um, especially knowing that they're, they're not right. So we turned up, um, bare 11. Um, and it, again, the 11 that, that we had was the majority of the squad from the week before, a couple of changes um, due to illness, but um, it was a strong squad. Uh, got them out nice and early. Sim, our captain, 
Um, put them through a very good warm-up, nice and intense. Um, and I've got to say, to be fair, um, whoever's doing the groundwork over at um, Northumberland Rec is doing a fantastic job. Uh, the pitch looked and played really well. Um, referee turned up. Haven't haven't had the, this referee for a very long time. Um, he's been out of the game um, due to illness. Um, so it was nice to see him back. Um, quite surprised. I don't think he really recognised me, which was nice because I know he sent me off twice, I believe it was, um, back when I was playing. So... Um, but yeah, it was um, nice weather for football. Um, strong eleven, even though it was only an eleven, um, and we got going. And, and first ten minutes, we looked really good, popping the ball, going playing through the lines like I've always keep asking to do, um, trying to trying to find space, not just not just passing the ball and thinking your job's done. Um, there was a lot of movement in between um, the midfield and uh, the forwards, and it, it looked really good. Um, the only problem is when you're doing that, it fractures your formation a little bit when they break, and uh, Bexley's lines broke very quickly, uh, which put a lot of pressure on um, our back four. But they dealt with it really well, to be honest with you. Um, And we look, we look comfortable uh, until about 15 minutes in. Um, Bexley Lions had a couple of really good attacks, a couple of one-on-ones uh, where our keeper made a good few um, saves. Uh, one in particular, sorry, I was just thinking about where um, he came flying out and the bloke smashed it and... Uh, he managed to get a very good hand to it and tip it around for a corner. Um, so the, the alarm bell started ringing slightly. Um, they they suddenly was winning like the second ball um, and we stopped playing shorter passes and was trying to trying to play it longer, but our passes weren't good enough. So it was literally just their back four. It was just dropping to their feet and they was coming at us again and again. Um, I even asked if you're going to go long over here, get them turned, see if we can win something in their third. Um, but for whatever reason, um, it, it just wasn't happening. And for about 10 minutes, we was under the caution. They won a corner. Um, decent corner in. The ball drops in the 18-yard by the penalty spot. And it seemed to be just sitting there on the ground. Everyone seems to just be looking at it for ages. No one, no one put their foot through it or anything. And wow, I think it was a toe punt. Um, the lad who scored it probably might disagree with me, but he just got his toe on it, and in it goes, one nil down. Um, but just like against Farnborough, heads don't drop uh, at the moment, uh, which is a really good sign. It was a bit of a wake up call. But it kicked, kicked us into gear a little bit and we we started to play again. Uh, had some really good opportunities. Their goalkeeper made a couple of really good saves. Um, we got into some good areas and 
we decided that we wanted to take the player on again or instead of just drilling it across the box and seeing what happens trying to be a little bit too cute with it and try and bend it into the top bins and stuff just just little things uh, what we need to work on in the final third um, and the players who are trying to be a little bit too cute if they can just be a little bit more switched on okay they might not score the top bin goals but they'll get a hat full of assists and in a team sport that's worth anything right um, but we kept on knocking on the door and eventually uh, one of our new players um, signed last week actually Chris got his reward for a lot of dead running he did in the first half um, and we get back 1-1 one, one. Um, half time chat was pretty simple to be honest with you um, the defence had played solid we needed to support, support the defence slightly um, more when our attacks break down um, and we just have to look after the ball better in the, in the, sec, in the second half um, we changed the shape um, I had a chat with my centre half JC um, from what he could see sitting there he had to keep on stepping into into uh, midfield um, in the first half so we wanted to cut that out um, we actually dropped it into 4-3-3 uh, three, three. so hopefully we could put pressure on their back four and just hold that middle of the midfield a little bit better um, and again it was looking good in the second half um, we got our nose in front playing some good stuff uh, Bexley Lions made a change of their formation um, and they went for it they they didn't just lay down and die. Uh, they they knew it was a cup game. Uh, they recognised a couple of us. They knew the battles that we had. I was I was running the line with with their subs and managers on that side, and uh, obviously we was having a little chat and stuff. So um, credit to them because it really worked. They put us under loads of pressure, um, and we had to change our formation halfway through the second half just to try and st stop like them coming forwards um, time and time again um, and then I didn't want to put pressure on the boys with free kicks around the box so they've got a player called um, Connor Shields and um, I remember playing before and he always used to score free kicks against me He's re on dead ball he's really really good and um, we hadn't given anything around the 18 yard box and then uh, we give one very silly free kick away. And he just looked at it, came strolling up from centre back where he plays now and uh, smashes the ball in um, to make that three all, I believe. Um, they they then had a breakaway um, where we should... We should have made the tackle once, twice, three times, uh, but we never. They broke in, beat the goalkeeper. Um, it's going in. Luckily enough, my right back gets back, clears it. 
I'm not a cheat. Their 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 manager and sub certainly didn't call me a cheat. I must clarify that. But it wasn't over the line as much as their strikers uh, was hoping that I'd say it was over the line, but it wasn't. It was close, but it wasn't over the line. I've got respect um, their manager especially. Um, he was quite close to my view, and he said he couldn't see it, and I was slightly further down with a better angle, and, and I said it wasn't, uh, which he totally like respected that. So uh, hats off to you there, mate. Um, and then we, we've had a couple of attacks and oh, I, we mentioned refs and and last two weeks ago we said how we had a really good ref and made the right calls and explained stuff. This week, um, they've broke away, uh, we've broke away, sorry, um, gone through and their right back was absolutely rapid. He made about 60 yards on my forward. My forward gets into into the box. He chops it back. He's made like a block, a sliding block to try and make it. And he's caught, caught my striker. I could see it. Their bench could see it. I, think, I believe one of them went penalty and a red card all day long. Everyone's it. The ref says, no, he slipped. And I just can't get my head round. I know that he hasn't had many games and he's been out of the game for a long time. And I can get if he was in the wrong position, but there was no one in front of him. His vision was in a straight line. Um, and I can't believe that he hasn't given a, a, a penalty there. Do you know what? For the fact that he ran 60 yards, I wouldn't have even given him a red card for being last man. Um, just for the effort, to be honest with you. I would have just been happy with the penalty. But, um, but he says, no, he slipped. Two minutes later, um, same striker, beats the centre-back, who's had a really good game, kept him quiet most of the game, to be fair. As he as he beats him, he pulls his shirt, pulls him down. He's through on goal. Um, and the ref says, no, he slipped again. And this time, I'm laughing. People on the side, like walking their dogs, are laughing. Their subs can't get, can't believe they've got away with it. And it's just like, okay, fine. You're not going to give us anything. We're going to have to work harder to, if we're going to get anything out of this game. Um, and then they break away. The bloke's running back from an offside position. He was really clever with the way that he was making his runs, to be honest with you. His movement throughout the game was was really good. So he stepped out, which is offside. They've played the ball. He stepped in quickly. He's offside. I put my flag up. He said no. Um, play on, play on. Um, which the next tackle is a foul. And I can't get my head around that... that my centre midfielder, he's made a foul, fair enough. The rest said play on. But when you can hear the centre midfielder going, can you go and even ask him why he's flagged there so he can explain to you? And he says, I don't need to. I see he was on an onside position. Um, well, there's no point having 
assistance then, is there? Club assistance or any assistance. If you've got eagle eyes like that, but you can miss a penalty and a blatant tug of the shirt. Um, it just... My blood boils with it, to be honest with you. Absolutely boils with it. And for what I saw in the last... It's been a really good game. We 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 then break and score uh, to go 4-3 up with about, I don't know, five minutes to go, if that. Um, again, there's a foul, and he said no to it, and lucky enough, the ball bobbles out wide to one of our players this time. He crosses it in and scores. Um, and I actually joked with their strikers, like, oh, that's a great advantage, and we laughed about it. But again, that was a, that's a foul. That shouldn't happen, to be honest with you. Um, because he didn't play advantage. He said no, no foul. So that's three times he's got it wrong there. Um, and then last minute or so of the game. Oh God, their striker, he didn't even do anything too bad, but... He got fouled. The ref said no. And he didn't even swear. He just went, ref, you've had a bad day today. So he stops it, simbins him. As I said, ref, laws of the game, I get it, but there's a minute left. Don't don't ruin the game. Do you know what I mean? And uh I personally didn't hear him say this. Um, and he was only about 10 yards away from me, but next minute, he's calling the same player over and giving him a straight red. Said he swore at him uh, as he was walking off. I don't know. I didn't hear that. Um, But I'd have said it wasn't that sort of game for one. Um, Two, with a minute left, I think the ref should have managed it a little bit better. Because um, he hasn't ruined the game for us. With one minute left of the game, and we're winning 4-3, it's not ruined for us. Um, it's ruined it for Bexley Lions, for me, for the lads now suspended. And there will always be an argument, and there will always be another referee who will turn around and say, yes, but laws of the game is X, Y, Z. But also, you manage a game and use your common sense. So, full-time whistle goes, and it was a fantastic cup game. A proper, proper cup game. Um, they'll have a great season. They will take They will take points. Um, I, I didn't realise that this was the team that um, Chelsea will beat. I think it was 9-1 or something like that. Um, on one of my first podcasts, and I said, and asked the question, was that the whole story? And um, and after talking to to them, um, they had players pulled in from left, right, and centre just to get the game on. So um, they'll they'll have a really good season as long as they can stay together and not get injuries, um, and they can get a strong squad out every week because they've got some talent in that team. Um, great, great, great um, cup game. Um, I wish Bexley Lions all the best of the season. Um, hopefully, 
the day that you get um, a weak squad next will be against Red Velvet A's um, and you don't take it out on them too badly. Um, but yeah, great result for us. On to the uh, next round of the cup. Uh, I believe we are away at Cold Harbour to our old friends Alom. Alom, if you remember, is the team that I slated because their home pitch is terrible um, and the home pitch still is terrible. Uh, but we've played them since our pitch and they were by far the better team. And they've got some re they've had some really, really good results um, the last few weeks. Um, and I had to eat some humble pie after saying I didn't think they would get any more points after drawing against us. So um, there's a lot there's a lot on that game in the next round of the cup. So we'll be up for that certainly. Moving on to last week's predictions. Last week's predictions um, in the prem, I picked out Eden Park versus um, Agenda. Both teams um, in our league last season, uh, both good teams, um, some really good players. I, I said 2-1 to Eden Park. Um, I believe the result was 1-0 there. So, pretty fair, um, knowing both of them teams, to be, to be honest with you. Um, next one, I went with in uh, Division 1, Old Bexley Town versus... Elton Ringers, I mean Elton Town. I said that Elton Town would be too strong and said 3 0 win. Um, from what I got told um, from um, Evian, the Elton Town manager. Um, oops, did I say Evian? Sorry. Sorry, Everin. Um, it was 2 1 win for Elton Town. And. It was a very close game. So, on their day, Old Betsy can give anyone a good game. Uh, also picked out the cup game. Um, Groundhoppers versus Catford. And I thought Groundhoppers would be too strong for Catford, even though Catford had a great result um, the week before against um, Red Velvet A's. Um, I said 4-0. Uh, it wasn't quite 4-0, it was 2-0. So... Nice clean sheet for Groundhoppers. Another win for them. And uh, they keep on going at the moment. Division 2. Standard Ballers versus Lewisham Project. Um, I went with a 3-2 win for Lewisham Project. Um, and it was 3-2. So, got one bang on there. So, rather pleased with that one. Lewisham Project um, are picking up some really good results. Division 3, Bexley A versus Stansfield. Uh, I said the 2-2 draw on that one. 2-1 um, uh, Stansfield. So Stansfield again, another good result for them. Um, it's a difficult one really because I know Bexley A have, uh, on their day, they can, um, they can match anyone in that division. So um, Red Velvet A's, away to Bexley A next, uh, this Saturday coming. So, I'll be an interesting game there. The game to watch um, last week, 
I put two down. Obviously, Bexheath Lions versus um, Red Velvet Reserves. Um, I actually said it would be a 3-1 win to, to the Velvet. It was a 4-3 win, a lot closer. Um, but I've already said credit to the uh, Bexheath boys on that one. And the second one was Rustlers. And this was a big one against Chelsfield. Um, Rustlers, I've already said, on their day, if they can get their strongest squad, no injuries, I think they've got the, the, the best squad in our division. Uh, Chelsfield, um, should they be in that league? Potentially not. Um, they've got a very, very strong squad. Um, and I've... I thought it'd be a Chelsea win, just because the players what they what they've got to their disposal, especially a big game like that for them. I thought it'd be a four-two win, end up being a three-two win to Chelsea. So, um, congratulating Chelsea on that one. Unlucky to Rustlers, um, but yeah, some fantastic results there. A lot of goals as well. Uh, moving on to predictions for this week. Okay, so in the Prem, I picked out Old Roan versus Bermondsey. Can't see anything more than an Old Roan win. Bang, straight in there, 3-0. Um, Old Roan, way too strong for Bermondsey, I believe. Um, also, teams in that league have got some cup games. I've picked out All-Stars versus Alon. Obvious reasons with Alom, they've improved massively since we first played them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on against uh, All Stars. And also believe that the goalkeeper who did pre season with me went to All Stars as well. So um, Alom, I fancy you beating them today or, or Saturday. I just think looking at your results, what you've had. You're much better than what I thought you, you was originally. You had a bad day that game. I think that you will win 4-2. Be a good game, that one. Uh, and the other cup game, um, Agenda are away to a team who uh, used to be in the Bromley and South London Alliance, FC Greenwich. FC Greenwich, um, some nice lads uh, down there, to be honest with you. Um, had some really good battles over the years with them. Um, not sure how much they've changed. Agenda could get at them. Um, get right under their skin. Um, I don't know if they're ready for a team like Agenda at their place. They'll definitely score. I'm going to go for a close 2-1 agenda win. Uh, in Division 1, uh, I'm going to look at uh, Farm Referreds against Old Bexley Town. Um, there's a lot of cup games, so not many uh, league games this week. Um, I'm going to go for a Desmond on that one, 2-2. Um, the other game that I want to look at was obviously um, Red Velvet Reserves. Versus West Bromley Albion. You might as well just rip form out, rip the form paper up here. Uh, don't even look who's where in the league or anything like that. 
Um, there's there's a rivalry um, between Red Velvet and West Bromley that has been for a few years. Uh, I like Madder. I, I think what he does and to, to keep that club running is amazing. Um, he's, he's tried to get away from the club such a lot, so so many times over the years, but he just can't. He can't. Um, it's like an extra child to win, bless him. Um, it's always a good game when we play them. Always a good game. Um, and they seem to have a much stronger squad when we play them compared to anyone else that they play against. But I'm backing my boys. Um, as long as I don't have many dropouts, my squad's already out. I'm really happy with it. Really strong. Um I'm going three one win. Division two, just one game uh, predicting this one. TNS versus Beckenham. TNS two nil. Um, nice and easy. Um, yeah, I'll go two nil that one. And then we've got. Red Velvet A's in Division 3 are away to Bexley A. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game. A tough game. Um, Red Velvet A's are missing a couple as well. Uh, I can't not back the boys, so I'm going to go with a 4-3. Four, a Four three win, um, and also this one, um, independent versus Chelsfield, and this is my one to watch this week. I honestly think if Chelsfield can keep their standards high, keep the ball moving at a high tempo, um. This could be a massive score. Um, really, no disrespect to Independent at all. I just I think Chelsea would are too good for you. Um, I know that Independent won't give up for the 90 minutes. Um, and I'm going to give them a consolation goal. But I think it could even be... I'll tell you what. Just for the podcast and Mr Wheaton... I'm going to give Independent two goals. I'm going to give Chelsea eight. Okay. Um, and that is our predictions for this week. Um, so, weather permitting, obviously. Um, hopefully, the rain that's meant to come down doesn't come down. Um, hope uh, all the groundsmen understand that uh, if we don't play football this week, with the weather, what we'll end up having in the next six to eight weeks, there'll be a massive backlog of uh, games after Christmas. Um, so I'm just hoping that um, it stays dry. Um, it's not as heavy as what um, it looks like it's going to be on the weather apps. And uh, we can all enjoy our football. Last comment I'd like to make. Is communication with the FAs. Now this 
this is could be a touchy subject and I understand that. Um and I understand that leagues are the first point of call. Um whatever questions I have with the committee with the Auburn and Bromley League, I can always talk to them. Um even if I don't get the right answer, they always give you an answer back. Communication is good. And I know that is probably 99% of the leagues, um, which is fantastic. But it's when you go that next step and you need to try and communicate to the FA. Um, now, I know I have a lot of banter with Elton Town, Elton Town ringers, um, Evran and Evian and stuff like that. But I've got a lot of time for him. Um, I class him as a friend. And the struggles he's had right, this week with trying to communicate with the London FA is an absolute disgrace. It really is. Um, and I wouldn't mind, but... If it's a fine that he's got and it was his fault, I'll tell him just to shut up and pay it. But when, you, when from what he's showing me and he's asking me questions, how do I deal with this? And asking other managers in the league, like, I can't get any communication with the London FA. How, how are you meant to back yourselves? Obviously, I can't go into it too much and I can't say what the game was and and stuff like that. But what I will say is these fines come from May time. So we're talking last season and he's got it a week ago. To me, it looks like someone in the London FA is sat in the office and thought, oh, I need some extra money for our Christmas drink up. What can we do here? Oh, look, I found this. Let's bang this and see if we can get some money off them. Because that's what it looks like. It's an absolute disgrace. And I feel the London FA need to, or the FA at grassroots level, need to be easier to communicate with. They need it. They've got enough money. Get someone in. Get someone in who you can put on call and give them a mobile phone so you can actually have a conversation with someone. Because it's so hard to, to get the, have a conversation with them. We're all busy. We all have lives. Everyone took half a day off to try and sort this out. So his club name isn't like pulled through the mud. Half a day of work. So it hasn't cost him £65. It's cost him twice as much. Maybe even more, because I know that he's a rip-off builder and overcharges, but that's another story. But come on. You want standards to go up in grassroots football. Yeah? You want league's standards to go up. They have. Why Why doesn't the uh, FA's grassroots football standard go up? Guys, as always, it's a pleasure. Um, if you're playing a game, I hope that you get to play it and the weather isn't too bad. Um, 
this weekend um, across grassroots football, Saturday and Sunday. Um, good luck to everyone who is playing. Um, hope you all come through it fine um, and get the results that you want. I've been Jim Kenny, Saturday manager. Talk to you next week. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.